Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone, and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, fiduciary, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and also your host for the next 30 minutes. And for the entire month of October, we're talking about something that everyone spends their life chasing after, well, at least most people do, and that is retirement. How do I retire? Am I ready to retire? Well, I should say, most people will say, yes, I'm ready to retire, like yesterday. <laughs> but we wanna know, can you retire? and stay retired. And that's what we've been going over. So if you've been watching our YouTube channel, you know that the first week we talked about, hey, figure out what's the amount you're gonna need coming in the front door during retirement, right? Because we've got to face, what is the budget? What do you need to live on? Then the second thing we talked about last week is we have to identify what are your resources? For those of you who are faith-based, think back to that scripture in the Bible where the widow said to the prophet, hey, I don't have anything. What am I going to do? I'm going to starve. My kids are going to go into slavery. And the prophet said, well, like, what do you have? And she says, well, all I have is a small jar of oil. And he said, like, go get more. Go get more jars because he was about to multiply. Well, one of the things we do when we look at finances, no, I don't ask you to go get more jars, but I will ask you to identify what are your resources. I have to see what you have in order for us to know, is it enough? And if it's not enough, what do we need to do to make sure that we can position it to grow? Now, we talked last week about identifying your resources. This week, I want to talk about, okay, we need to identify what's your income streams. You know, a lot of times people don't realize this, but almost everyone in this country has an annuity. You might say, Crystal, I don't have an annuity, but did you realize that Social Security is a form of an annuity? See, there's three types. There are annuities that are backed by our government. And what would that be? Social Security. Because what's the rule on it? Social Security, the way it's supposed to work is you're supposed to get an income stream for how long? For the rest of your life. And it pays you every month like clockwork. When you pass away, does it keep going? Nope. Does any of the extra get put to your beneficiaries? Not usually. Really what your choice is when you have Social Security, if you have two, you know, husband and wife, well, if the husband and wife are each receiving their income and one passes away, the remaining person gets to say, well, whichever was the bigger one, I'm choosing. But Social Security is a form of an annuity that's backed by the government. A lot of people don't realize that. Now, there's other annuities that people receive, the lucky people that individuals will say, and that's a pension, right? A pension is an annuity because what a pension does is a pension says, you know what? At this certain age, I'm going to pay you an income stream for the rest of your life. Now, we can go through and look at all the different types and questions to ask, and we will in a moment. But with pension, it could either cover them for their life or when they pass away, they'll make sure it goes on to their spouse. We have to make sure that we pick the right option. And that's why it's so important when we're identifying our income streams to know, well, how much are we gonna get from Social Security? And if my spouse dies, how much will I be able to get? Will theirs be a larger amount? We need to know what our pension one is and what's the pension back? 
Those are backed by corporations. What's the third type of annuity? Well, the third type of annuity is the one that a lot of people have heard about, and that's just the regular asset-backed annuity that's out there. So individuals, many individuals, will end up in their life with at least one form of annuity, and it's usually Social Security. If they've worked at a company for a very long time and the company is a pretty secure company, they might also have the second type of annuity, which is their pension. And if they have extra money that they're saying, oh, I don't want to put this in the market. I don't like seeing it go up and down. I'm willing to take this lump sum, give it to a company, right? And, and, and you let that company pay them an income stream for the rest of their life. Those are the three type of guarantee based on the credibility of our government, corporations, or whatever company they've invested their money in. Those are the three type of annuities that are out there. Now, I want to ask you some questions that you should be thinking about when it comes to these types of annuities, because these questions are so important when you're looking at the big picture, which is, am I going to be able to retire? Well, if we figured out that you need $100,000 because of inflation today to live on in retirement, we've got to figure out, well, how much do you have guaranteed coming in every month? If between your Social Security and your pension and an annuity you put in place, if you have $100,000 that you need and only $50,000 that's coming in, okay, we might have some work to do. But we need to know that. We've got to get that starting point. So here's some of the questions that I would encourage you if you're looking at retirement, you're thinking about Social Security, maybe you have a pension, maybe you have your own annuity, here's some of the questions that you want to ask. We want to see if that income stream that's coming into your household is going to last longer than you do. Right. We want to know, for the instance, for Social Security, what what I mentioned before is you only get to keep one Social Security coming in. So you can either keep yours or if your loved one passed away and theirs was bigger, you can say, ah, here you go, Social Security. You can have mine. I'm taking the larger one. But you can only have one. People don't realize that. And when they plan for retirement, they have everything based on, well, we've got these two income streams coming in. We've got the two social securities. We've got the two pensions. And if it's not positioned correctly, they could be in for a rude awakening. So we want to ask that as far as, okay, will it last one life or two? With the pensions and annuities. There's options there. I can't tell you how many people will come into my office and say, Crystal, in fact, my appointment, my appointment yesterday literally was on. Crystal, I have a pension. And I'm like, okay, you're one of the lucky few. All right, what are your options? And they said, well, they have life certain, they have term certain, five, uh, 15, 20 years certain, and then they have pop-ups and they have survivors. And for some of you listening, you might be saying, I have no clue what you're talking about, Crystal. But for those of you who have talked to your HR department and you're getting close to retirement, and so this is probably super interesting to you, understanding what these life certain, term certain, 5, 10, 15 pop-up survivors is important because what it's telling you is when you pass away, what happens to your money in regards to your survivor? In the past, annuity companies, when they made it, pension companies, when they said, oh, we'll give you a pension, what would happen is they would pay the pension until the person died, and then they got to keep the rest of the money, and the family got to keep the gold watch. Like, how does that work? 
So now, well, now people are a little bit wiser and said, no, I don't want to play that game. I'm glad that you have a pension for me, but I want to make sure that that pension will last me and for those I love. Because it's hard enough when someone passes away, Social Security now leaves, they lose one of the Social Securities, and if they lose the pension because they incorrectly checked the box, that can be financially devastating on top of the emotional devastation that people are going through. So let's talk a little bit about it. Life certain, okay? Kind of as well, this payout is kind of like what it sounds. You can be certain that for your life, you will get paid, but just for your life. People will take that one if A, maybe they're not married. Maybe they've been through a divorce. Maybe they're widowed. Maybe they never got married. Or maybe they've decided, I just want to take the biggest payout possible. Here's the danger that I see a lot of times in that. There are people out there that will tell you, oh, take the largest one and then just take a portion of it and buy life insurance. Now, you know me. If you've been listening to me for more than 20 years, you know I love life insurance. However, it has to be in the appropriate situation. By paying the get taking the largest payout and just taking a small portion of that to buy life insurance, how much life insurance death benefit do you think that's going to buy you? Is it going to buy at least a million dollars of death benefit? Because you need to make sure the amount that you're purchasing, because you picked the largest pension one, is going to be so large that it will help your spouse live 10, 20, 30 years like it would if you had taken a pension that you both got to keep. Does that make sense? So be careful when you're told, hey, take the largest one and just buy life insurance. You know what your next question should be if they ask you that? Your next question would be, run me an illustration. Can you show me that my spouse will be able to stay in the same lifestyle they have now, adjusted for inflation in retirement, through this life insurance plan if I take the largest pension payout. It's been very rare, one, maybe two I've seen, where it was like, you know what? There's so much here that we can make that work. Most of them, they don't work. And you know what happens? I sit down with the 80-year-old in my office, the couple, where they're scared because they know either one of them passes away, they lose a pension and a social security. So while you're planning for retirement, while you still have time and options, one of the things to do when you're looking for that income stream, we already kind of talked about social security, we'll talk about it a little bit more later on, but when it comes to your pension and that question of, are, is this gonna last my lifetime and then last for the ones I love, it's going to depend upon the choice you take. Life certain is certainly just going to cover your life. And we need to make sure, is your spouse going to be taken care of? Now, there's something called 10, 15, 20-year term certain. What in the world would that mean? <laughs> well, again, go back to what the words say, term certain. So if it says 10-year term certain, it's saying for 10 years, which is a term or period of time, you can be certain they're going to pay. So if year one, year one, you get the check, year two, you pass away, they still, for the next nine years, have to pay your spouse for that term or specific period of time. Now, year 11, 
So sorry, Charlie, your spouse or loved one doesn't get that payout. And that's why it's so important to understand because we have to look at life and say, do we think life is going to get more expensive as time goes on? I mean, just look at inflation lately. If we do, then we need to make sure that money is still growing and being positioned for our loved ones. So 10, 15, 20 year term certain means they're only going to make sure that for a certain period of time it's paid. Let me make a qualification on that. If you, the individual where the pension plan's on, and you've made this election, you live and you don't die during that 10 years and it's a 10 year term certain, they're still going to pay you for as long as you live. They're just guaranteeing that it's only going to be, they'll make sure that if you pass away, that term certain only applies to your spouse, the beneficiary who's receiving it. So last one I wanted to make sure when you're looking at is they have a joint life as a pension option. And a lot of these also can be applied to annuities. You know, how you're going to choose it, whether you're going to have an annuity, which is just like a pension, just like Social Security, if it's going to cover your full life or if it's going to cover you and then the remainder goes in a lump sum to your loved one or they get an income stream. Annuity companies are so different. Each one, it takes time. And you know what? You can even have annuities within the same company and they'd be vastly different. That's why it's so critical when you're locking your money up in an annuity to work with a financial advisor who's going to tell you the ins and outs. Here's the positive, which a lot of times is told. Here's the negative, which unfortunately many times is not told. So do I think annuities are bad? Well, I think annuities are either appropriate or inappropriate. It depends upon your situation. And that's what we always need to look at. So last one on this, when it comes to pensions, annuities, and Social Security, and we're talking about, does it just cover my life or will it pass on, be passed on to those I love, is there's things called pop-ups. There, where they say, you know what, we're going to give you $1,000 a month if you do it joint. This will cover you if you pass away. Your spouse will have $1,000, but if your spouse passes away, we'll pop you back up to an amount that you should have had before you did a joint. So again, I'm not going to go into all the details on it. I just bring this up because when you're planning for retirement, I want you to retire and stay retired. And the way that you can do that is by understanding the questions to be asking and understanding those little nuances. Make a list, hopefully, from today's program. Go into your financial advisor and say, help me prepare. These are questions. Help me understand what I have. Let me get all my resources together so I can begin planning when is actually my retirement date. Now, what I'm going to do is I want to take a quick 60 second break. When we come back, I want to go over a few more questions that I think are so critical to go over when we're talking about our retirement income. We need to know these answers so that you can confidently retire. And we'll be back in just 60 seconds. Do you want to retire and stay retired? This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. Retiring isn't dependent upon an age. It's based upon what your cash flow will allow and how long it will last. Knowing what you need compared to what you'll receive from Social Security and pensions can show you if your investments can create the cash flow needed to make up the difference. Learning how to properly position your assets now so they can be used as income later during retirement is key. Gain the confidence needed so that you can retire and stay retired. 
Learn the steps by calling Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 today. back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon and it's such a pleasure to be here with you. I'm excited about our topic this month. Who wouldn't be? We're talking about retiring, not just retiring. We're talking about staying retired. And that to me is critical. You know, anybody technically could retire, but it doesn't mean the next day they don't have to go back to work and come out of retirement. Boy, we've seen that with some sports players, huh? Not mentioning any names, but we'll move on. (laughs) So right before the break, what I was talking about is, I know last week we talked about finding out what resources that you have. Well, this week we want to talk about identifying what your income streams are. And we identified that there's actually three annuities out there. And most people, they have at least one. That's your social security. It's a form of payment that comes and doesn't end until you die. There's also your pensions that you get from work. And depending upon what you choose with your pension or your annuities, which is the third one, a real annuity backed by an asset-based company, when you look at those, you have a choice how you're going to have it. Is it just you're going to take the most for you and leave nothing for your loved ones? Are you going to split it? What's best for your situation? So I want to keep going through the questions we started asking because it's so important to find out not just the amount you're going to receive, but that good old question, what happens to the remainder? Where's the money? I know. I'm so old. I remember the commercial of where's the beef? Well, when it comes to retirement and it comes to these annuities, that's what I want to ask. Where's the money? Who gets to keep it when I'm gone? Because I know for me, I don't want to work my whole life, build up this annuity, great, get some great income coming in. And then when I pass, it doesn't go to my husband, George. It goes to the insurance company. Yeah, I don't think so. And that's why we want to make sure we're well aware. Now, one of the questions to that you can ask yourself when you're looking at a pension or you're looking at the annuity, not the Social Security, though there are some creative ideas we have with that, but just with the pension and the annuity, can you take a lump sum or can you roll it over? And there's a lot of questions on that. There are big companies around here in upstate New York and people walk in and they'll say, Crystal, I've got, I can take a $500,000 lump sum for my pension, or I can choose to let this company guarantee me that it will pay me an income stream. Well, some people aren't very comfortable having a company guarantee an income stream, especially when that company does reverse splits and does all kinds of things, not mentioning any names. So if that's the case, What's their other option? Well, if they just took a lump sum and said, hey, give me the lump sum, I'll create my own income stream, I'm just gonna put it in the bank. Oh my word, that could be a taxable situation. We may not want to do that without talking to your tax advisor. However, that doesn't mean that you can't take that lump sum and designate it to roll over to an IRA. And then you can work with your financial advisor to decide what type of investments it's going to be in. You could probably, well, I shouldn't say probably because I don't know your situation, but there are alternative investments, there's stocks, there's ETFs, there's all kinds of real estate, a lot of different options that are out there. So carefully, you can make that decision. So if it rolls over in a lump sum and you say, I'm going to figure out how to make an income stream for life, I would encourage you 
to look for a financial advisor that can walk you through those steps so that you don't get hit with tax and you don't position it in a way that you run out of money. The other area that we want to look at is, is there a penalty to roll it over? Now, usually, usually with a pension, they there is no penalty. Well, it's a little bit less than what you would have had if you said, hey, you can give me an income stream for life depending on how long you live, but there shouldn't be a penalty to roll it over. Where the penalty comes in, not with the Social Security annuity, not with the pension annuity usually. It's usually with the regular asset-backed annuity. There's something called a contingent deferred sales charge that a lot of people don't know about. See, when annuities are sold for many individuals, you put the money in, there's no sales charge. You're like, this is awesome. I didn't even have to pay the investment advisor. I'm getting me one of them every year. Okay, nothing in life is free. Everybody repeat that. Nothing in life is free. So where, do, how did the advisor get paid? Well, the advisor got paid because as long as you keep that money there for 10 years, then there was a payout to the advisor. But if you move it within 10 years, in most cases, starting the first year, there could be a 10% penalty. Ooh, 9%, 8%, 7%. They all have their own contingent deferred sales charge. So here's something that I saw the other day. Have a new client that's coming in. They have multiple annuities. They've been adding to them every year. They're good investors. Well, now they're getting ready for retirement and now they wanna work with a financial planner. So what's the first thing we do? All right, how much are we gonna need in retirement? What resources do you have? What income streams can we create? Look at the income stream and we say, oh, well, we've got these annuities. We call the insurance company and say, hey, tell me about these annuities. If we want an income stream for life, what would it be? What if we decide that we want to roll over or roll out of that annuity. And the reason why we might be considering it with that one is because in that annuity that their original advisor put them in is only gonna cover them for their life. If they take one payment of the income stream and die, all those hundreds of thousands of dollars is gone. The only way their loved one can get it is if they die before they turn on the income stream. Okay, that really is probably not a good retirement planning strategy. So if we rolled it into something that would cover both of them for life and create an income stream, that's an option that we can use and we can look at. But here's the question I asked the other annuity company. And this again, are questions you can ask so you can retire and stay retired is, okay, well, is there any contingent deferred sales charge? And you might, if you have an annuity, you might see that written on your statement. It says CDSC. Most people are like, I don't know what a CDSC is. Contingent deferred sales charge. I'm not sure why they don't write out that it's a sales charge. Just kidding. We all know why, right? So there's CDC. So we looked through the contingent deferred sales charge and found out that every time, every year, they faithfully added, they faithfully grew that annuity and put more money in it, that 10-year period started over. So if they want to now at retirement roll it all out, they can't, or they could, but now they're going to pay a charge even though they started this 20 years ago. Now, to be fair, the money they put in 20 years ago 
There's no CD, no contingent deferred sales charge on that. But the point of the matter is, these are things that sometimes people don't know. So if you roll it over, just make sure you're working with your advisor and make sure that you're not causing yourself extra taxes or penalty. And I know I bring that up a lot, but I am hopeful that you're working with a qualified fiduciary, certified financial planner advisor who knows these things that can navigate through, that can get the insurance company on the phone and begin to grill nicely about how things work. And of course, if you don't, I would love to work with you. Give our office a call, 518-433-7181, whether it's myself, whether it's my son, George V, who we call five. Yep, high five. He really loves that one. But those are things that we can do to help come alongside you so that when you retire, you can stay retired. So when we look at this, we've been going over what our income streams are, and I'm looking at the clock. We have just enough time. I want to tackle a little bit on Social Security because we talked about regular annuities, right? Watch out for their contingent deferred sales charge. Make sure that if you're allowed to roll it over, that there's no charges on it and it goes like kind to like kind. We talked about the pension, right? All the different options, the pop-ups, the survivor to make sure that you don't buy in to that thought process that says, oh, just take the most and just buy a life insurance policy. Your spouse will be fine. Make them prove the numbers to you. If the numbers prove, well, then maybe that's the right decision. But show them or have them show you the numbers. Social Security, though, I want to end on this because we're talking about what are those income streams because you know what we're going to do. Once we know what your Social Security income stream is, your pension income stream is, and your regular annuity income stream is, we're going to take that and we're going to subtract it from what you told me you needed to live on, and then we're going to find that difference, that little donut hole right there, and we're going to find out what do we need to do to fill that. How soon can we shrink that down until there is no difference, and then you know, whoo, now I can begin to transition into retirement. But before we go there, let's ask some questions when it comes to Social Security. Now, I do have a white paper on it. I have information that I can send you. Uh, we have a specialist that we work with at a on our team here at Crystal Clear Finances that talks about Social Security. That's all they do is Social Security. And so I want, I'd be happy to send you the forms and, and information that he has provided. But let's kind of go over this, you know, so that those listening by radio and, of course, those of you watching by YouTube can see this. But if you're not sure how much you should be receiving, first thing that I tell all my clients, hey, go to ssa.gov. Go on there. And I know we talked about this at the beginning of the month. I'm just going to put a shout out there again. Go there. Don't apply. You just want to register. Get yourself registered so you can start seeing your numbers. Another area when it comes to Social Security that you're going to want to understand is your FRA, your full retirement age. Because that is what the government looks at. The IRS, Social Security Department is saying, we want to know what your age is, right? Your full retirement age so that we know what is the full benefit we give you. And we talked about this in the first week's program. You don't have to wait for Social Security to say you're the full retirement age to retire. You just have to wait for the full retirement age for them to give you the full amount for retirement. Okay, so big difference there. So on this form, and I just want to read this to you. If you were born, everybody ready? If you were born between 1943 and 1954, then your FRA, full retirement age, is 66. Now, if you were born after 1960, 
then your full retirement age is 67. And if you touch your money at age 62 when it's first available to you, you say, you know what? I'm touching it at 62. I'm not waiting. It's a 30% reduction in what you would get if you didn't wait till your full retirement age. So these are things to begin thinking about is, well, wait a minute. What other assets do I have that would help me be able to leave my Social Security loan if it's the right move for you so that it can grow so I don't have a 30% reduction? All of these questions when it comes to Social Security, when to apply, how much reduction, how much will I make if I wait past age 67, these are in, this is information that needs to be brought into your retirement calculation. Well, I'm looking at the time and realizing I've got to wrap this up, but I've had a, a lot of fun being able to walk through helping you identify what are your income streams? If you're ready to sit down and prepare for retirement, give us a call at 518-433-7181 and join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.